up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. This is the best episode, Michelle, of my entire life because (laughs) it is fantasy season, everybody. This Friday episode is upon us, and it is our official Draft Queens Friday episodes for Sardom Sidham, starting with week one of the NFL season for 2022 to 2023. Michelle, good fucking morning. Woo! And happy, happy, happy NFL regular season start day. I mean, this is just so exciting. All we have talked about for the last month or so is all of our, oh gosh, all the breakdowns, all the thoughts, all the feelings, all the ideas, all the data. And you know what? Now, Kate, we actually both have fantasy rosters that we're about to set and watch the magic. Yes. It's time. We got to talk. We only have so much time on these episodes, but basically, for those of you who tuned in last year, you know the deal. For those of you who are new to Draft Queens, welcome Welcome. to our Friday episodes. Welcome. We are so happy to have you. We absolutely fucking love this Friday episode, and uh, it only happens during the regular season. Now, the reason we do these shows, these Stardom Sidem shows on a Friday is because that's we record um, just after the Thursday night games. Um, we don't cover the Thursday night games, but we will have your lineup ready to be set on a Friday morning for the weekend so you can set it and forget it. So we launch every Friday mornings. Um, the way these shows run is that we're going to go through all of our positions or major positions for your fantasy rosters, running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Maybe we'll talk defense, streaming Ds from time to time. An occasional streaming of the D. An occasional streaming of the D. We do love to stream a D. <laughs> and at the very end of the show, a new addition to our Friday episodes are DQ bets of the week. We're going to start doing sports betting on the show a little bit more regularly and a little bit more officially. Um, so with all of this in mind, we're going to get to start and sit. But before we do, let's talk about our DQ Fantasy League, how we drafted this year, how we're feeling about our teams. Ooh. We have to talk about it. Let's go. Year two for DQ Fantasy League. Shout out to all of our uh, friends and fam that are part of the league. Our draft was very fun. We did a Zoom call. It really distracted me. Um, It distracted me so much, everyone, that I drafted Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're on the same team, and that was not part of my draft strategy, but maybe maybe it will work to my advantage. Um, Real quick, I drafted fifth in our league. I felt really good about it. Um, according to Yahoo, which is a bunch of BS is whatever. They gave me a B plus in my draft. Um, highlights for me. I snagged Austin Eckler in the first round. I snagged Travis Kelsey in the second round. I got my Joe Burrow and T Higgins stack, which I'm very excited about. A lot of people were ridiculing me on the zoom that I got Joe Burrow too early don't at me. I have talked about how much I love Joe Burrow. I also love... You got him really early. I don't care. I wanted the stack and I got it. I love my boy Jamar Chase, but there was no way I was going to get him. So you know what? I waited a little bit and I got T. Higgins mm. with the Joe Burrow stack and I am very happy about it. Um, That's ra- right. Rounding out some of my guys... Um, I picked up Gabe Davis from the Bills a little bit later in the draft. I feel very excited about the upside um, of that one. I also took Chris Godwin a little bit later. I know he's dealing with love some, that. some injury that. issues. He's He may not be ready for week one, um, but I absolutely think he is worth stashing and having on my team. Uh, what else? Oh, my gosh. And I got I, I went with Tony Pollard over Zeke. 
I'm telling you that backfield is going to be interesting. We'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, you know what? I took Kirky Cousins as my as my second QB because I think that guy's going to have one hell of a season. Everyone's hyping up Justin Jefferson, but you know what? Someone's got to throw it to Justin Jefferson, and it's Kirky fucking Cousins. That so is my, interesting. That is team QB sneaky. Almost everybody. I think I'm excited about it. I've seen a lot of memes how you do all this prep for your draft and you freak out, which is exactly how I feel. But now looking at my team, like, I feel excited about it. I feel okay. good. I, I how, am, about, how about you, Miss Number One Pick? So interesting, right? Yes, number one pick for the number one player. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Slow no, your I, roll. I Slow had a uh, roll. Well, I, I do have to say I had number one pick in a, in a league the night before that had a draft. So I had a little bit of prep to think about this Aha, league and this okay. draft. This draft, I went a way different strategic direction than you did, but I think we ended up with overall a similar draft rating. So Hit us. Yahoo, who'd you, who'd you Yahoo get? gave me a B minus. Oh, you know what right. I say to Yahoo? <laughs> Fuck off. I actually feel so much better when they rank me low because that means I'm not doing what the computer would do, like drafting a kicker and a defense and like That's rounding true. out my team. I almost didn't draft a kicker. I didn't draft a defense. I'm not never going to draft a defense. Um, I went the direction where I drafted as many rookies as I possibly can. Oh. All of them are unranked, and that's why my ranking on Yahoo is hey, so low. I think they ranked do- me like second to last in our entire draft. Yahoo doesn't know. Yahoo care. doesn't know. But Kate, who'd you get? I'm dying okay. to. You got to tell everybody because you were the first round pick. Yeah. All right. First round, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. If you haven't listened to our running <laughs> back show, <laughs> just follow the rules. You know the rules. The rule is Jonathan Taylor first. Um, so I drafted Jonathan Taylor in the first round. Uh, I had to wait for my snake. And so I tried to every every snake to pick up one wide receiver, one running back. I wanted everything to be as equal as possible on my roster. So I nabbed up Debo Samuel and Aaron Jones in the nice. next part of the snake. And then when it came back around again, I was able to, I didn't draft Russell at this point. Uh, I did draft Russell Wilson, I think, in the seventh or eighth round, but I did nab Cortland Sutton. I remember you chirping me on the line. Hey, and... that's a gr- that's a great stack. Uh, at that point, at that point in the draft, there were, that he was the clear and obvious choice to me. There were guys ranked higher than him still on the board, but I fucking love that pick. And you, and you got the, you got the stack. I stacked him with Russell Wilson. You know, I did something similar to you where, um, I mean, the rest of my starting lineup is also TJ Hawkinson in my tight end position, and my flex right now is Deontay Johnson on but, the Steelers. But you also snagged, oh, this was a good snag too. Thank you. I also snagged A.J. Dillon to kind of ensure if anything happens to Aaron Jones, I've got an RB1. Uh, it's something I learned last year. I love AJ Dillon. I mean, biggest thighs in the league, first of all. First and <laughs> foremost. Biggest thighs I've ever seen in my life. Bigger than Derrick Henry? Bigger than Derrick Henry, I think, Dang. actually. They're like tree trunks, but they're they're comparative. Um, so that's my starting lineup, but I've also got Juju Smith-Schuster in my back pocket. I've got Miles Sanders for whatever reason. And then what I'm most excited about excited about is two of my rookies that I drafted. So I've got mm. James Cook, who is Ah, the the running back on the Buffalo Bills. Any part of the Bills I would like a part of this year. Um, (laughs) We'll see how he does. I also have no faith in the Devin Singletary's of the world. I think that James Cook could have a breakout season. Fair assessment. And also Chris 
Olave, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, on the New Orleans Saints. Um, as much as Jameis Winston is a piece of shit, he is a <laughs> he is a gunslinger, and so any rookie wide receiver who Jameis is throwing to, um, I think, could be super boom. Uh, so yeah, that's my lineup. That's I'm- how I shuck out. I dig it. You definitely went a little deeper on the rookies than I did. I uh, I did take a late round pick on Sky Moore on Kansas City. Interested to see how he settles in uh, with Mr. Mahomes over there. And uh, we'll, we will have to see. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot about our our team throughout the uh, throughout this season. Lots of friendly slash obnoxious banter, but that's what fantasy football is all about. <laughs> now, here's the thing. It's week one. None of us have a crystal ball. I'm so happy I can say that saying again. No No crystal crystal ball, people. We are not getting on this microphone every week telling you we are experts or even telling you you should do exactly what we tell you. We just have opinions. We look at the numbers. We we trust our gut a little bit. We give you the best information that we can with a little bit of our opinion. Take it or leave it. We don't have a crystal ball. Please don't add us if we tell you the wrong thing. Sometimes we make the wrong decisions. That's how fantasy works, everyone. No oh, one's an right. expert. Don't let anybody tell you they're an expert. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We're just here to keep it fun, tell you what's going on, and give you some friendly suggestions. And guess what? It's week one. We're all starting from scratch. Yes, there was preseason, but you know what? None of these guys have played in a regular season game yet. So we're all just starting from scratch with week one. That is right. Let's go ahead, Michelle. While we don't have a crystal ball, we certainly can try. Let's talk about week one, start and sit on. So we're starting with running backs here. Um... The only thing I think we've got a crystal ball about (laughs) is uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor on the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, Jonathan Taylor is playing the Houston suck bags. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know what what else to call them. Oh boy, here she is. They need a a name change. I think that if we're talking start sit, um, Jonathan Taylor obviously is not the number one pick for no reason. Uh, he has an amazing matchup against Houston this week, and he is an obvious, obvious start. Um, and uh, another interesting start, and I actually, I have talked to people about Alvin Kamara quite a bit, Mm. uh, and how he's kind of got slept on in a lot of leagues in Mm. those drafts. Yeah. Um, if you picked up Alvin Kamara, I mean, the mismatch this week is against the Falcons. The Falcons are like suckbag 2.0 team. So, uh, yeah, sorry for, oh my God. Literally childish. It's so childish. It's cracking me up. But it's keep so... going. But please keep going. <laughs> but, I mean, I think we all know, especially for those of you in half and full PPR leagues, that Kamara is one of the best receiving running backs in the league um and he looks like he's flying when he runs he's so fast he's so aerodynamic so he's gonna run all over those falcons uh between jonathan taylor and alvin Kamara, if you even were questioning that obvious starts um michelle anyone else that you're thinking about starting sitting looking at this week one match list of matchups i mean uh, here's here's the thing as we said no crystal ball but play your studs like you, 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 like you said, you drafted Jonathan Taylor number one for a reason. You probably drafted McCaffrey in your top three, Eckler. Play your studs. Like, this isn't the week to get cute and be like, oh, I drafted 
a, a, a rookie. Let me put him in my starting lineup. Like, no. no, let's not get cute. Just play your studs. That's why you drafted them. Get them in your lineups. See how they perform. And as the weeks go on, you know, we're, we're going to analyze this more and mm-hmm. more. Now, that said, from a sit perspective, okay, here are a few teams that you're maybe, you probably have one of their running backs, but you're going to want to wait and see how this pans out because the mm-hmm. Bills, the Eagles, and even the Cowboys, I don't feel like there is a strong designated number one back on those teams as of right now. M- argue with me, maybe Zeke, I understand, but I do think that Zeke and no. Tony Pollard are going to be a-, a-, a split backfield this year. And so if you have guys on e- on the Eagles, on the Bills or on the Cowboys that play the running back position. My two cents is you sit them this week. I think you need to see how those things shake out. You sort of mentioned it a little bit with, you know, James Cook, the rookie over in Buffalo. That's right. The Eagles have been adding and dropping running backs left and right. There is absolutely no clear person to me in that backfield. Um, and the Cowboys, like I said, you know, nine times out of 10, you would say it's Zeke, but Zeke's numbers haven't been that great over the last few years. And I think that they're going to increase the usage of Tony Pollard. So when it comes down to it, play your studs. Those three teams to me feel a little bit shaky. If you have running backs on those teams, you might want to consider sitting them in week one, maybe even a little bit further and just start to see how um, those backfields shake out. Yep. Can fully confirm. I personally have both Miles Sanders and James Cook on my bench, the Eagles and, and, uh, and the Bills, respectively. So I completely agree with that take, at least for week one, week two. Sit those folks. Uh, we'll talk about that more next week. But anywhere where there's a committee backfield and there's shared time and we're not sure who the who the RB1 is. Just a little wait and just see. Just sit them. Just a little, a little wait, wait and a see. A little wait and see, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got one more sneaky one that I just want to mention um, because this is an age old draft queens adage, and that is anyone playing the Jets, start them. So um, <laughs> I just want to sneak in here a, a quick little start potential. Um, J.K. Dobbins, who right now is questionable or at least listed as questionable when we're recording this, um, give him a look. And he is playing the Jets and he is what seems to be the clear rb1 for for this week at least so um, keep a very very close eye on that a very close eye on that there is a lot of doubt over there um the the ravens uh added kenyan drake to the backfield coming Uh, over from right from the raiders so there is definitely some some doubt for jk dobbins i've seen a lot of memes and actually video footage um of him uh still hobbling around the field a little oh, bit so is he still okay. while he may be playing against the jets beware of that one uh in uh in, in very one interesting here. all right thank you for that information michelle i'm glad we talked about it um all right QB. Where to next? QB sneaky. Want to take it away? QB sneaky. Let's talk about the the gunslingers out here. All right. So we, if you listened on Monday, we talked a little bit about Russell Wilson. He just he obviously was part of a huge offseason trade um, over to the Broncos, leaving uh, the Seattle Seahawks. He signed a massive two hundred and forty five million dollar deal. Um, and guess what, Kate? Wouldn't you know it? Week one, I know he's it. playing in Seattle against his old team. 
I just think he is going to cook. I like, I think he is ready. I think he, you know, as much as he did great things and loved, you know, uh, uh, his time on the Seattle Seahawks, you know, the Broncos have been looking for a quarterback for many a year. They clearly think it's Russell. I think he's going to settle in real nicely there. And honestly, like I just, he's, I think he's going to go and it's going to be a major revenge game week one for him. We've got to see him just, we, we've we got to see him go off. And spoiler alert, uh, if you've got Russell Wilson, and we're going to talk about receivers, but either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, probably an yeah. excellent start yeah. for week yep. one. Excellent start for week one. I am starting both Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. So big plus one to Russ Wilson up in Seattle against Pete Carroll and his squad. Um Another gunslinging matchup for this week. Uh, we've got Mr. Kyler Murray, who you and I have been um, very bullish on on this show. If you another listen- very highly paid uh, quarterback, absolutely. And and but this is the year it needs to pay off. Like yes. this is kind of like shit or get off the pot moment for <laughs> Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Uh, he looked great last year, but watching. The Arizona Cardinals against the Kansas City Chiefs this week and Patrick Mahomes and his new squad, devoid of Tyreek Hill, but now adding in some new weapons like Juju Smith-Schuster. I am excited to watch these two teams just have an offensive light up. I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome light show. I would start both Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes this week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Studs are in the lineup. Uh, these guys are going to bring out the best in one another. I expect a lot of points to be scored um, in that game. Um, last but not least, here's a little bit of a sleeper. Maybe you drafted Baker Mayfield. Maybe you didn't. I did try to get him in a very late round in uh, in my draft, but he was uh, snagged up uh, ahead of me. Um, but he basically is putting out a hit on his old team. He is now, you know, he has been named the starter um, for the Carolina Panthers, Mm -hmm. which I think honestly surprised both of us. Um, And his first week is against his old team. I mean, hello, another revenge game. He got kicked to the curb over there. He got kicked to a curb for a guy that's not even playing. So I don't know who the joke, the joke seems like it's on, Cleveland right here and I think Baker's gonna make them pay for it now do I think Baker is the greatest quarterback no but I think he's got a lot of vengeance right now and that fuels the fire and you know what I I think he's gonna have a big week against his old team I would love to see him have a big week against his old team I know that he is the new starter over Sam Darnold I I would just like to see him actually have a a success story. He yeah. deserves it, I think. Um, I think he was kind of being held back in his last organization. So you're right. Having a death wish against his old team <laughs> this first week and actually showing them what he can do after he was on the trade block and, yeah. and got shipped over to the Panthers. Uh, I'd love to see him go off. Yeah. I mean, that would feel really, really good to watch, at least for me. All right. So we've talked about some starts. Um, I will say, and I think I've said this in other episodes, I'm still a little nervous about the performance of a Justin Fields and a Trey Lance. Ideally, you don't have those guys as your number one quarterback. Ideally, you have somebody else that you're able to play, and maybe you have these guys as a QB number two for a bye week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, they still just make me nervous. So these are not guys to me that I'm plugging and playing. Uh, call me crazy. I don't know. I mean, Trey Lance to me has more upside than Justin Fields at this point, but they both make me a little bit nervous. Um, for week one, uh, just having not proved what they're capable 
of doing quite yet. And I think yeah. that's one of those situations where it remains to be seen. I do think that they will both have better seasons than they had last year. However, I don't know that I'd be rolling with these guys in, in my QB number one spot for, for this first week. No way. And let's let, lest we forget that last year, just by the numbers, um, Justin Fields was truly the worst quarterback in the NFL. So let's just not forget that. I know people are really excited about Justin Fields because he is a great player and he was a great player in college, but his rookie year in the league, not great on the Bears last year. Sure. Um, very, sure. very happenstance. Trey Lance, it's worth mentioning that Jimmy G last week signed a one-year extension. That, to me, is an immediate signal that perhaps the 49ers aren't sure. Again, last year they played the quarterback position by committee. They split... <sighs> time. Yeah. I mean, that is alarming. So I also absolutely week one, we do not have a crystal ball, but I am with you, Michelle. I would not start either of those folks. I just have a little caution tape on them for right now. A little bit. I mean, same deal goes for as much as I love the Steelers and the Steelers are one of my big bets for this year. (laughs) Uh, As much as I love the Steelers organization and Mike Tomlin, again, stay away from the organizations where there's some contention between the first two Mm. Mitch Trubisky starting all of a sudden for uh the Steelers over um whatever his name is yeah Kenny Kenny Pickett I mean the those are the organizations across the board we can't touch them all but just stay away from those where there's a little bit of that rocky road that we saw at the end of last season for those squads very true. All right. So on the flip side of the uh, the men throwing the ball will be some men catching the ball. And so we should talk a little bit about wide receivers as well as tight ends. Kate already alluded to this. I love Corton Sutton this year. He had some injury issues last year, um, but he's back and his quarterback has been um, very much improved. Uh, yeah, that's from right. the situation that he was in last year. I think these two are going to really connect and he will be on the receiving end of Russ's cooking. So good on good on Kate, who's got the, uh, the nice little stackage over there for anybody else that has that good on you. I definitely have Cortland, Cortland Sutton in, in, a, in a lineup this week. I, I Also, uh, we haven't talked much about this game, but, you know, the first game of the week, Thursday Night Football, like... That's a big. That's a big game. That's a big game. I think Diggy. I think Diggies is going to go off. I think Diggies. Josh Allen is going to go off. I think it's one of those situations where you know the Rams and the Bills, being two of the the, the top teams, are just going to have one another. You know, um, rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely drafted Diggs really early, and you know, I think uh, I think he'll start off with uh, with a bang. Um, that's right. That's right. Well, I, another one just to throw out there, and I think you mentioned this earlier about, you know, um, the Colts matchup um, with Jonathan Taylor, and obviously you have him in your lineup. Um, but yes, the Colts are playing Houston in the first week. Um, they will be debuting Matt Ryan. Uh, I have seen a lot of news that Matt Ryan and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. are really hitting it off. I think that Pittman is learning a lot from his experienced quarterback which is a big plus up for him um I think that Matt Ryan's going to be looking to Pittman often and early as they say and uh I love this matchup against Houston I think Michael Pittman has a phenomenal first week I 
cannot say enough good things about Michael Pittman Jr. being either your wide receiver two or in your flex spot. Like, I just, I got to hang on that for a second because I tried in both of my leagues to get Michael Pittman Jr. It just wasn't in the cards for the first pick in a 10-person league. Um, He just never even close fell to me, but I love that pickup. I love that start this week. Um, Now, I've got a question for you as we think about potential sits and whether or not, I mean, I think there's no question for this particular one, but I've been thinking a lot about Debo Samuel because I know we just talked a little bit about quarterbacks uh, for the 49ers, Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo and how that looks over in uh, San Francisco. How do we feel about Debo? I've got him starting in my lineup, and it's worth mentioning that as much as I wouldn't start the quarterbacks, um, Debo Samuel is a pass magnet and also they're playing the bears week one so i think despite my commentary on quarterbacks uh, i'm starting debo this week yeah yeah you're definitely starting debo this guy's gonna have a very elevated role this year for the team um you know and part of that is because they do need to uh help trey lance along and and get him to a point where they feel a little bit you know um stronger about just his performance so I, you know, look, Debo, Debo is the guy there. If you're in a PPR league, you're going to get rushing yards. You're going to get catches. You're going to get touchdowns. He is definitely a guy um, that you want in your lineup. And, you know, look, he's going to be, um, he's going to be their guy. He's going to have to lift that team up. And I think that he's, I think he's up to it. I totally agree. I totally agree. I look forward again to watching Debo. He's the best. Um, Unfortunately, on the other side of this coin, we do have to talk about sits. Uh, this this guy is becoming a meme for reasons that are beyond his control. Uh, but Brandon Cooks is uh, is a sit this week for a lot of experts. And uh, I don't know, Michelle, how do you feel about sitting Brandon Cooks, who is the one weapon pretty much on that team? I mean, look, I don't feel good saying that out loud. And like the numbers would tell you that you probably shouldn't do something like that. But I think you need to manage your expectations for Brandon Cook this year. Like the the team over there is not very strong. He literally is the only weapon that they have over there. Um, But I I just manage your expectations. There's, There's probably not a world at this point for week one where like, you know, you can sit him out, but like, just manage your expectations. I don't. I don't see this guy being a heavy producer. Um, at least not at the onset. I call me crazy, but I. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. him. No, it's like a. I think this is a week one exception to the rule for Brandon Cooks. I. I do want to see how Davis Mills performs as their new quarterback, their new yeah. starting quarterback. I don't know anything about this guy. I'd like to see between Davis Mills and Damian Pierce as their new starting running back. Yeah. Um, I just want to see if they put it in the air or if they leave it on the ground. That's what I want to see from the Houston Texans for week one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much with you there. Um, as it relates to other folks on the field that will be ca- passing catching passes not not the other Pass way around. catching catching that will yeah. be catching passes um <laughs> i really like um dallas goddard uh of the eagles versus detroit um he's arguably i don't know he you could argue that he's like the number one target there because he's had a few seasons um with the team and and playing with jalen hurts they obviously added A.J. Brown in the offseason, who I do think has some really strong upside. He needs to come back to uh, life out there on the field, and I think this could be a good fit for him to do so. So, I mean, I really like Goddard as, like, arguably their number one target out there until A.J. Brown is fully settled into the offense. 
Yeah, and, and it's worth mentioning, too. I know you said this earlier when we were talking about, at least for running backs, to uh, proceed with caution for all Eagles. And I think that does apply um, to some of the newbies on the team. I want to see how A.J. Brown looks after week one. Again, it's a little bit of caution tape. But we know that Dallas Goddard is, A, seasoned on this particular team. He's yep. played with Jalen Hurts before. Uh, and the reason that he's a start this week is also because, like you said, they're playing the Detroit Lions. The Lions have a second-year new head coach, uh, and they've got a lot of learning to do on offense and on defense. I think that uh, Jalen Hurts connecting with Dallas Goddard could be like just, you know, warm butter and a butter knife going right through it. <laughs> uh, a tight end to just be aware of um, and proceed again with some caution here is Zach Ertz. We talked a lot about Kyler. We talked about that game, I believe, to be a very high scoring game. Um, but Zach Ertz is dealing with some injury news over there. So keep an eye on that one. He may not be worth starting um, in week one, even though we uh, we see a lot of points happening in that game. Yeah. Um, and then same thing goes as always for the rest of your tight ends. Um, if you haven't listened to our tight end positional breakdown and you're at, at all confused about who to start, go back and listen to that episode from two or three weeks ago. Um, don't get cute with this position. Play your studs. Uh, don't get cute week one, especially for your tight ends. We know who the big guns are, the Travis Kelseys, the Mark Andrews of the world. Um, so just don't get cute with the tight end position, at least not this week. Um, so Michelle, we've been through about, we've talked fantasy for about a half hour here. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we introduce a really exciting new segment for this show? Well, I feel really good about the start six sit section. As we said, no crystal ball. It's week one, everybody get those studs in there and let's make some magic. Let's see what happens. Okay, Um, I'm going to play us into a surprise final segment for this show, and uh, let's surprise the people. So if you make money, money, make money, 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 All right, so the big surprise for this week is, and for every week going forward, is uh, we are doing a Draft Queen's Bet of the Week every single week of the fantasy season. Um, We're going to start doing some sports betting. Now, Michelle... Uh, I've got a, I've got a proposition for you. Okay. I think that this should be, you are the sports better on this (laughs) line. I, I, uh, I know you are good at it though. And you're not going to say that on the mic, but you are good at sports betting. Uh, I trust you implicitly. I think the people need to know that money line Michelle is here, ready to give us our DQ bets of the week. Um, what are you thinking in terms of some sports bets that our listeners can, can place this week? Man, so there are so many ways that we can break this down, and and I think every week we'll uh, we'll try to do something a little bit fun and different. Um, wherever you're betting, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, who knows? There are fifty thousand different places you can you can bet. Fantasy football being one sort of little bit fantasy, you know, uh, a little bit of sports betting, but we want to be a little bit more on the nose, mainly because we're already doing it. So let's just chat about it. So we're gonna give you a bet of the week every week. Um, that could be in the form of a parlay. It could be choosing a money line. It could be choosing the over or the under or a player prop or a long shot. We, it could be a million different things. We're going to keep it spicy and entertaining. Um, and honestly, I'm going to try to make sure that they're not like really obvious, like lame ones. Like let's go out on a limb a little bit and try to win some money people. Okay. That's That's what we're trying to do here. So that being said, I think for week one, 
My bet of the week is going to be a player prop. Okay, drum roll. We have not talked very much about this player. However, I want to go ahead and throw out a touchdown in week one for J.D. McKissick on the Washington Commanders. Hear me out, okay? okay? Antonio Gibson has not been practicing well, had not done very well in the preseason. No. Um, He's a JD punt returner McK- now. <laughs> J.D. McKissick, well, he was practicing with them, so I think they were trying to light a fire under his ass. We'll see if that works. Yep. Um, I don't think that he is the hands-down go-to guy there. Um, J.D. McKissick is a guy that was potentially going to be traded and then decided he wanted to stay with Washington, so clearly he is right. dedicated to this team. Um, the Washington Commanders also had a horrific accident uh, happen, happen with their rookie running yep. back who got shot a few weeks ago. Luckily, he has had his surgery. He is out um, of the hospital, and he is on his road to recovery. Thank mm-hmm. goodness for that. Indeed. However, he will be missing at least the first three to four weeks. J.D. McKissick is a pass-catching back, really strong for PPR, um, and you know what? That's my that's my player prop of the week. J.D. McKissick is going to score a touchdown in week one. I don't know what the odds are, um, but I will look it up, and I guarantee <laughs> they are not in your favor, and that's what we're looking for here, people. Some big upside. Wow. Okay, that is not where I thought you were going to go with this, <laughs> but I love that. I love taking a bet on – I love a flyer on J.D. McKissick for week one specifically for all the reasons you mentioned between Antonio Gibson and the rookie running back who was shot twice and Ugh. sending him all the best vibes to a quick and swift three- to four-week road to recovery. Um, I also love the Commanders against the Jaguars week one because, like we said earlier in the show, no crystal ball, especially for the Jags week one. I don't feel confident with where they at so I definitely want to see what their offense and defense looks like this year but in any case um JD McKissick that's your prop bet of the week one touchdown one touchdown only potentially but that's one what, is that all you doesn't need doesn't matter that's one is all, you, one need. Is all you need I guarantee the odds will be in your favor to win a couple of bucks if that man gets in the end zone all righty well uh I love that take Michelle and for those of you who are interested in learning more about sports betting and uh 101 for what sports betting looks like go back in our catalog we've got a whole 101 episode for you um but for week one of fantasy football michelle that concludes today's episode so for those of you who are listening in go follow this show wherever you listen to podcasts whether that's apple music uh or apple Podcasts, rather amazon music or spotify wherever you get your shows we're on there for free and uh yeah make sure you're subscribing writing us a little review with five stars only, please. And uh, Michelle, what a hell of a time on the microphone this week. I had so much fun talking fantasy with you. I have missed this more than I miss air. Um, This has been a lot of fun. So any parting words for anyone listening here? Set those lineups, pour your beers, and have an excellent week one, fans. 